Hello, I'm Sebastian Marshall. I'm the CEO of Ultraworking. We want to get podcasting again. We like podcasting. We've got so many thoughts. Get such great reviews. Appreciate your listenership. We're getting podcasting going again. And I'm doing a quick one today. The audio quality might not be great. I hope the content is worth it. We're going to get this rolling again, as well as get back to those old standards of production quality. The reason I want to do this show is I have something very small, very brief, but potentially very useful for you if you're a person that sometimes likes to chase shiny objects. Uh, if this is like 50 years in the future and you're trying to like reconstruct in uh, the year 2021, which it currently is, uh, we, we talk about shiny object syndrome. It's not actually a medical thing or anything like that. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just a cute way to put it. When somebody sees something new and exciting and interesting and they kind of jump on it in a little bit of a half-assed sort of way, they don't really get results from that, but it's also a distraction from the other things that are going on. So the challenge with this is, is probably most people that are into shiny object syndrome a little bit probably do from time to time get a massive breakthrough by trying a new thing, checking out a new thing. You know, sometimes it's perfectly correct if you're just kind of making linear grinding progress on what you're doing to go mix it up, go try something else out, no big deal. And it might be no big deal if you do a little bit on it, but it could have really high upside. Hey, let's try this random thing, right? But people can also get in trouble with it. So I know some of our listeners are very disciplined, methodical, analytical people. Occasionally, I get mistaken for being one of those people. It's like, Sebastian, you track your time down to the five-minute block and evaluate it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's true. I make myself do those sorts of things. Uh, not uh, because this is naturally how I think, but actually because it's the opposite of how I naturally think. I do it for the power of it. I do it because it keeps me organized. I'm naturally very prone to chasing shiny objects, believe it or not. And uh, I try to fight that off. So here's one of my techniques for this. It's a heuristic, right? A heuristic is like a rule of thumb, like a quick judgment technique. It's very cheap. It benefits from a little bit of practice, but I use this and it's been very, very, very good for me. Um, And you could use this too. You could go try this out like right away. Takes, I don't know, five, 10, 15 minutes of upfront thinking, not a hyper-technical skill, doesn't require a lot of advanced whatever, don't even need tools, you could just do it in your head, but taking out a sheet of paper or you know a text editor or anything and just typing some thoughts in might help with this. So something that's been very, very helpful for me has been having a shopping list in my head of top stuff I want in different areas of my life this is like a general good practice anyways, right? If, if you move to a new city and, you know, you used to be part of a board game meetup and that was really fun, it's like not urgent to get a board game meetup thing in your life. You'd be like, yeah, you should just be on the listen, on the lookout, paying attention for a board game meetup. It's like a mental shopping list. It might be an actual shopping list or it might be just something you know you want in your head. Then, you know, you're walking by, you know, you're going to the store down the road, you notice a board game shop, you just walk in right? You can add this to a list and be all disciplined and organized about it. But even if you don't do that, just having a, a vague sense in your head of some stuff that you want is very, very helpful. And not too many. You can't keep 30 things in your head very effectively. So just like one or two attached to areas. Like, hey, what's the top leisure thing you'd like to have going on? What's the top learning thing you want to be on the lookout for? Um, and this can be as eccentric as you want. For quite a while, one of the top things that I wanted was a translated textbook on how they did 
accounting in the Soviet Union. I was very, very interested in that. So like every now and then somebody would ask me about weird books or technical books or whatever. I'd meet somebody that's Russian or was into studying the Soviet Union, you know, maybe alive back then. And I just throw out there, by the way, I've been looking for a textbook on Soviet accounting. And then like eventually someone just gave me one and I read it on how accounting was done in the Soviet Union. Uh, spoiler, badly. But, uh, but it was super interesting, actually. Parts of it were really interesting. So you could put on your weird shopping list whatever you want. Now, this could be very practical stuff related to some, something in life that would be very, very helpful for you. But this can be as eccentric as you want it to be. But the way I want to talk about using this today is as a tool to make quick decisions as to whether to say yes or no to new opportunities or, or at least to discard some of them immediately and pick out other ones that are worth considering. So in every kind of major active domain... In my life, I try to have like a little bit of a mental shopping list of the top one to three things that I want in that domain, and I want to be like paying attention for those if an opportunity comes up. And then what I do is when I get another idea presented to me or an opportunity presented to me, I just say, is that better in any way than the top one to three things that I know that I want for sure? And to be clear, my little mental shopping list is not like the projects that are active or the tasks that I'm doing. It's the stuff that I want. Everything on that list is like, ooh, I want that. Because you put like the responsible things on the list that you like, you know, are going to manage elsewhere, your projects and stuff. Then like the shiny things look pretty shiny. I keep a list of stuff that I really, really want. I want like a hungry dog wants some meat, right? I keep a list like that in my head attached in related areas. So where can you do this from, right? So, you know, let's say you're involved in some, some technical development of something in software and you're considering which features you want to add, which quality of life improvements you want to add, what you want your, your code base to look like, or your user interface or new capabilities. By having one to three items in your head at all time, whether you're performing on a functional level or a managerial level or an executive level, this works on all of those levels, here's the things that I most want to do. Then you realize that Whenever you say yes to anything else, you're pushing back the day that you get the thing that you want at the top of your list. And if you've got sufficiently cool stuff that you really want at the top of your list, which you should, of course, you should have some cool stuff that you want, then you're like, whoa, do I really want to push that back to do this shiny thing? Right away, I just throw away 90% of shiny things because of that. So, well, you know, somebody will be like, hey, Sebastian, do you want an XYZ? I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Hey, that's, wait. I got three things that I want more than that that are easier in difficulty and produce greater things and are more enjoyable and deliver more results. Nope, I don't want that. At least not right now. We can write it down in some sort of backlog and evaluate it later if we really want to. But uh, it's a really quick technique. I, I think this is because a lot of people don't realize that your life's already full. You're already allocating everything to something, right? You're, last week you spent every single minute and every single hour of last week on something. And when you do something, you're not doing everything else. Opportunity cost is the real problem in life. Yeah, from time to time, you've got to manage a crisis or you, know, you really have a lack of some sort of resource. But if you're at least in a stable place, then opportunity cost becomes the thing that really gets you. Whenever you say yes to one thing, you're not saying yes to a near infinity of other options. Well, it's hard to test against an infinity of other options, but you can have a shopping list of stuff that you really want. And if it's not better than the stuff on the top of your list in any way, Maybe it's like really fast. Maybe the shiny thing is like a six hour thing and the thing at the top of your list is like a three day thing. Okay, that's worth considering because you might have like a six hour window or something along those lines, right? But if it's not better in any single way than what the things on the top one to three items on your list, then you're definitely not going to want to say yes to it. You're going to want to say, well, I, I want those other things on the list. And it's not going to be like, oh no, I want it so much. It's like, no, I really don't want it. I really don't want it as much as I want the other things, right? And I think this applies in nutrition, as well, I think a lot of people don't realize when they're 
you know, oh, do I want to eat this thing or not eat this thing? It's like, well, okay. If you're on any sort of like, you know, fixed nutritional regime, right? Um, then whenever you consume one type of food, you're not consuming every other type of food, right? So the question is, it's like, oh, should I add a sandwich to my nutritional regime, for instance, right? Uh, well, then it's like, well, would you rather have that over a larger portion of a different type of carbohydrate or a different type of protein that would go in the sandwich? If there's mayonnaise on the sandwich, like, oh, I like mayonnaise. It's like, well, okay, those are fat calories, right? It's primarily in mayonnaise. And there's a lot of nice things that have fat calories in them. Would you rather have that mayonnaise over these other things that you could have instead? I personally would rather not have the bread on a sandwich, not have the mayonnaise on the sandwich, eat, you know, meat on vegetables. And I know some people are like, well, that sucks. A sandwich with mayonnaise on it and lunch meat in it is tastier than a, you know, some, some like a piece of chicken with, uh, with vegetables. You're right. But then I'll go have an ice cream later, which is also fat and carbohydrates. So you want to kind of like spend your kind of budget of time, or if you're on a nutritional regime where you're trying to hit caloric targets, by the way, we have clockworknutrition.com. If you want us to just automate all of that before you check it out, it's pretty cool. But yeah, if you're on a nutritional regime, it's like, is that how I want to spend those calories? If you're doing it in a diligent way around that for time, everybody's got opportunity cost on time. So you have the shopping list in your head. Um, here's an area that I'm bad at this, that I could be better at this. I always see the opportunity to develop new types of systems. I really like system development. I really like taking a chaotic domain and kind of putting it under control, um, you know, in my own life or in team systems. We have some really cool internal systems at UltraWorking that we use on our team. We release little tools to do things systematically. Um, you know, UltraWorking monthly planning, ultraworking.com slash monthly dash planning ultraworking.com slash lights. Um, you know, these are like little simple tools, but very powerful for like having a good month, establishing and running habits. I like to do some pretty eccentric and advanced stuff around systematizing, but a lot of times I'll be in the middle of like one systems build out on something I like kind of want, or I'll have something I kind of want on my list and I'll start a different one, right? So right now we've been hiring a lot and I'm trying to like dramatically improve how we do hiring. We're already good at it, but I see an opportunity to be much better to have much faster replies to candidates, to give them a much clearer understanding of the process, to be able to evaluate applications fairly and comprehensively, but more quickly and less qualitatively, to know who's gonna weigh in on what stage. So we're not all just like, oh, look at this person. What do we think? And what do we, you know, you can spend a lot of time looking at resumes and we've gotten a lot of great applicants lately. So I've been like working on that. It's like really high on my list. It's going to, it's not just going to like make it more efficient when we do hiring, we'll be able to do hiring more often and faster and get great people to work with and we'll get better people. So it's just great and they'll have a better time. It's more respectful for everybody, it's faster. I really want this. And then I get the idea for another type of system and I'm like, well, let me build the shiny thing. And what I need to realize and what I need to do is like, let me get that hiring systems improvements to a stable state, a reliable state. It's done, it's producing the wins. I'm happy with the state it's at. Obviously we can improve systems more or less forever until they're highly mature, but I want to get that one to the threshold that I want it. I want to get it to pretty darn good. Not perfect, but pretty darn good before I do the next thing. So I'm not, I'm going to resist the temptation to systematize anything else. Because right? shopping list, time that I've got the cognition, I've got the thinking power, I've got the time and the bandwidth in that day, a long uninterrupted stretch of hours to like look and design and think. Is time that I could be finishing the thing that I really want on the list. Well, so why, am I, why would I be in something else? Because it's shiny. 
systems are an area that I've been, you know, somewhat, I get, I get pulled by the shiny. I'm like, oh, look, let's halfway operationalize this, which is like, it's okay. It's better than nothing, but not so good. So I found in areas that I have a mental shopping list, hey, if I've got some spare calories on a nutritional plan, what do I really want to have next? What is the thing I want? Do I want to go have, you know, like a really cool smoothie? Do I want to go have a decadent hot fudge sundae? Do I want to go have a, a, a big cheeseburger with weird toppings on it, right? So if you know, hey, here's the top thing on my list the next time I got some spare calories, save a big workout day, so you got an extra four or 500 calories. It shouldn't be like, oh, let me eat this random sandwich. It's like, no, 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 what do I want? Do I want a hot fudge sundae? Do I want a burger? What do I want with that, right? And if it's not better than that, then you don't do it. You go get the thing you really want with that budget. Likewise, when you're prioritizing product development, I do this with leisure activities too. Um, now there's something to be said of just like rolling with it and going and get invited somewhere by somebody you like. But I'm like, okay, here's the top two or three things that are really enjoyable for me. I'm gonna be doing those. So I was like, hey, you wanna do this other random thing or I have an idea to do a random thing? I'm like, is that better than those other three things that I wanna do? I'm like, no, okay, don't do it. So having this mental shopping list in your mind per domain, like one thing on there is great. Maybe it's like three things because one of them is like a two weeks long project and one of them is like a quick one, two day thing. So maybe one to three items, not more than three. You have this in your mind on the areas that you get excited about that you want stuff in. And then it's very easy to do a quick binary check. Is this item on this, the, this new item that's coming up to me better than the stuff that's on my list in any way? If it's better in any way, if it's faster to get done or if it proves a different type of outcome, maybe one of them's about getting a gain and the other one's preventing a problem. If it's better in any way, I'll evaluate it. But I won't even consider it if it's inferior in every way to the things that I want that I just haven't done because I haven't had the time and resources to do. Sounds obvious, but as far as I can tell, not everybody has this. And this is a bit of a stumbling block for some people. So try it out. This has been a game changer for me. It lets me make very rapid, like, yeah, nope, not interested decisions. And it makes that like a 30 second or less decision instead of a five or six minutes of thinking about it. It probably also stops me from getting off the freaking rails for literally 20 to 50 hours a month of chasing the shiny. Because I'm all into checking out novel things, experimenting, doing interesting things. A lot of the success I've had personally, a lot of the success we've had as an organization is when we do go chase down a wild idea that is a really interesting novel and good idea. But that should show up as like categorically different and or better than the other ideas you already have. And better could be also, hey, it's really cheap to do a test with like two hours and the upside is super high. That would be better. Higher upside, is one dimension that something could be better, then it's worth considering. Much faster is one dimension that things could be better, so it's worth considering. Like, more fun is okay, but then you need to own that that's why you're doing it is because it's, like, really fun. And, like, I'm, I'm into that. That's also good. Like, hey, I'm considering this because it's more fun than that. Like, the yield is 20% lower in everything, but, like, the fun is, like, 500% higher. So, like, let's roll with it. Totally cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. But... If an option that you have is worse in every single way than the thing that you really want that's in your head and you just know it's there, you're like, okay, next time I have resources, I'm going to get that, right? It's like, well, why, why do I want this thing? If I have the resources to get this thing, I actually get it. It's worse than that thing that I want. <laughs> that's an easy no. It's not like a deprive yourself no. It's not like I got to be disciplined no. It's like, well, no, obviously not. So that's my one for the day. A little mental shopping list. There's a little bit of anti-shiny, shiny defense mental technology, if you will. Always a pleasure to be riffing with you on the podcast. Looking forward to bringing more of them as we get ramped back up and rolling. Love this exchanging of thoughts, meeting of minds across time and space via the auditory medium. Give it a try. Give it a try. Build a little mental shopping list in areas you get excited. 
rapidly test new ideas against those, then only go deeper on those ideas if they're better on at least one dimension than the things that you already know you really want. Give it a shot. It's been a game changer for me. Thanks so much for listening. This was Sebastian Marshall from Ultra Working.